Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Joining us now in studio as he does each and every Tuesday, he's our good friend Craig Bowler-Jack. What's up, Bowler? How are you guys? Bowler, uh, did you get your favorite kind of soap bar thing all figured out? Yeah, what did you go with, Dial? Did uh, you go with yeah, uh, I used Ivory? To, I used to do Safeguard, and safeguard. now it seems like all of a sudden in the shower it showed up as a Dial. Uh, you know, once in a while I'll, I'll run into a, an Irish... Uh, uh, what is it? the Irish Irish Spring? Irish Spring? Irish Spring. Not yeah. in Georgia this week. <laughs> no, no, I heard that. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: you you travel an incredible amount with the with the jazz. Do you bring your own soap, or are you just whatever the hotel? Whatever got? they've got. But you know what? I've got one gripe about hotel soap. Anybody agree with me? They're too damn small. I mean, come on, <laughs> my hand. You know, I'm, I'm you know, I just like you know, a big I mean, Come on, they're they're giving me like a two by two. Come on, and they don't even lather. It's supposed to be a very French eloquent, you know, eloquent to smell and and but there's no suds, man. Soap it up. Let's go. See, you know, in the kind of hotels the jazz would stay at, or where you are, you probably do get that oatmeal soap with the uh, with the chunks. Yeah, rips the skin off. <laughs> yeah, exfoliate. Oh, well, maybe a little bit over the edge You're there. A little too much. <laughs> Got to call the jazz docs and the trainer to come up right. and stitch me up. <laughs> okay, so uh, help me out here with this thing. What is I saw the other day? Saw a, bar, a thing of Fell's naphtha. What the What the hell is that? I don't have a clue. I don't either, Gordon. Why don't you Google it? Fell's Fell's naphtha. That's that a soap. Good. Is it a soap? What is it? I bet. I bet if we ask Mister Know It All in there, he would probably know what what, what Fell's naphtha. Fell's naphtha. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of spell are you casting on me? <laughs> Can you spell it? I don't no. even know what it is. Yeah, I don't huh? either. Isn't that like F E L S and then N A P T H? I was way off. Uh, Fells Naphtha yeah. is an American brand of laundry soap. Oh, it's laundry oh, soap. Great. Used for pre treating clothing stains. I've been, I've been in the okay. shower. And as a home a remedy pre- for poison ivy. A pre treatment? <laughs> That's great. Good to know. Nothing nothing hey, better in the shower than a out, tide. Let's go, let's go rush out and buy it. <laughs> when I have poison ivy, Fells Naphtha. Fells Naphtha. Have you ever had poison ivy? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's bold. You know. Oh, that brutal. sucks. It, it, brutal. It, it swells up. It itches like crazy, and then it starts pussing. I don't even want to have a... Okay, we've no, this, <laughs> I, got to change me, the subject uh, You know what? Poison ivy and chiggers. You guys know what chiggers yep. are, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Southern Missouri, that is the most brutal week of your life. <laughs> After being chewed relentlessly by that, and then stepping into uh, poison ivy, double dip that. Oh, that sounds awful. Brutal, brutal. The sheets will stick to your legs. I'm serious. It's true. I have a friend. Who, Sorry, but who, uh, true. So who, bad. who had to relieve himself out, out in the great outdoors, uh-huh. and he got the uh, the poison ivy all in the uh, in the undercarriage yeah, area. Yeah, and it was it was pretty brutal. Okay. Yeah. 
moving on. <laughs> I mean, the pus was literally okay, coming Gordon, through. Okay, Gordon, stop. His... You've got to okay, stop. I... The word pus is not allowed. Evermore. Hey, Austin, can you warm up my car? I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming with you. <laughs> uh, Bowler, we will uh, we will talk some basketball with you, oh, as we Lord. always do. But let's let's start with a little football conversation. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about the Cougs taking down the Mighty Trojans? You know what? I'm going to say something, see what the reaction is in uh, football land. I, I, I'm uh, almost I, – I, I am. I'm a believer that this Zach Wilson young man has – it i i just i just feel there is a little something special down there gordo you were there i watched i taped it went back i'm impressed arm mobility confidence rising each week and you know against a, a quality opponent not once but twice now look double ot is one thing ot on your home field is something defense got the pick the week before the o-line got the push into the end zone but there is something i think that he has that is also catching and what i mean by that is leadership and the team now is a is a in the belief mode uh i wasn't sure when the season started i had to wait and kind of it was everyone had to kind of judge what this guy was about but i'm i i'm impressed with his ability and i think he's um He's got some ability to really be very good, and I think he also understands defensive schemes and his ability to read through his progressions and also pick up on blitz packages. I, I think he's got that a little bit of BYU it quarterback in him. Twelve different receivers caught the ball, uh, including him. Yeah, on an, I think it was nineteen yard reception that he had. But so is that uh, the Taysom Hill play? I mean, <laughs> what is that? And then that big touchdown he scored on that, uh, that uh, run. So uh, and, and BYU as a whole, Bowler, we were talking all week about whether they would, uh, how they would play that air raid offense against it, and uh, they dropped guys back in coverage, and they were blanketing uh, those receivers. Three those picks, very gifted receivers. Forced three picks, and I heard your conversation with uh, Hewitt, and you know, it's it's as a quarterback that is confusing unless you're a senior that can actually, like he said. Go to the wheel route, the flat. You hope a running back can break a, a tackle to loosen up the defense and, and give you some yards and some short second down opportunities. And so I thought that was spot on. Uh, and, you know, Slovis, what, uh, three picks? He still had some yards, but – and he's good too, I think. I, I just think the package, they weren't that well prepared for it uh, uh, on the offensive side of the ball after the big win the week before. But, hey, it's fun. I mean, it, it, look, you know – Utah State, Utah, BYU, what do you want in this state? You want good college football. You got, you know, top 25ers, and BYU is one of the big surprises right now. And now, you know, everything on Twitter is, and I think you wrote about this, is look, he's not a miracle worker, but at the same time, extend Kalani Sataki. I mean, is it not time to give the man uh, some love and understanding? And also, probably what it brings is better recruiting because that, that happens as we speak. And uh, to know a coach is going to be there does help a young man's decision. Sure. Uh, you know, and just because of my affiliation with Kansas State, when Coach Snyder was really starting to get up in age, and that was an issue too, remember, with Lavelle. Mm-hmm. When will it end? And, you know, when you're an 18-year-old guy and your parents are talking to you and you're not sure what direction the program is, look, I got caught between two college coaches. Uh, and that's that hurts because – one class doesn't equal the next because, as we all know in business, uh, when a new manager or you know CEO takes over, they bring along some of their own folks and some of the people are left behind. And I, I think that's important for BYU, and I'm sure Tom Homo is thinking about that and probably getting a lot of 
emails and you know if you read twitter you've kind of seen some people say hey it's time we'll see see what happens i'm curious bowler to ask you about what's going on with clay hilton and usc because of course they play the utes again uh this week but you know you covered a lot of football games down in the sec and i'm sure you saw the stadium it's old but i love that place i'm sure you saw a lot of teams down there that underperformed because they weren't the the culture wasn't right or the the coach was not getting it done and and i think usc and Helton may be a good guy, but he's not a great coach right now. And the the culture down there, because he could lose his job tomorrow, right. is is really poison. But he's saying how he's blocking out that noise. But I, I guess let me ask you this. In your experience, how hard is it for teams to overcome those situations? With it's the almost impossible. Uh, coach Mack uh, Brown down at Texas, I did like three of his last five games. And that's all that was asked in the media. There was no college football prep. There was no talk of players. There was no discussion of opponents. It was all about when the hatchet falls. And you know what? Again, going with 19 and 21 and 22-year-old players, that that lays heavy on you because from what I gather in my conversations with some of those players, especially at Texas, which again, uh, and USC, those names are synonymous with college football and power, right? I mean, it should be. Uh, and that was the deal with Texas and Mac Brown. What's wrong? Can't get it done over the hill, and the players and start to press because they feel responsible for the demise of their head coach, who did recruit them, by the way, or some of them. Right. And I, and again, now you start to hear Urban Meyer is just waiting for the the, the trap to be sprung, and uh, you know, and boom, he's in. So how unhealthy is this bowler? I mean, very. Yes, yeah, ridiculous. Very unhealthy. How are you going to function now? And you know, I think that's why my point was with Kalani is that you know the way this team's playing. Look, I, I know that there's a lot of wheels that have to and buttons that have to be pushed in decision making. I get that. I saw it myself. And Mac Brown was as open as I've ever seen a coach with us during our, my time at Fox in those five years four years was the fact that he goes look i know i got a job to do i'm gonna my job is to keep the young men focused but no matter what in this world today with twitter and everything else it's impossible and they feel the responsibility of not being at that time texas football and they couldn't figure out why the big the big hit on mac brown at the time was that he did he was too he was too much of a coach's player who let too many things slide a player's coach yes and so when that begins to happen uh, and you try to be the, the buddy, and maybe Kalani's learned this as well. You got to find, you pick your spots, when to, to jump, and when to applaud, and when to set a guy down, or when to pat him on the butt. And I think again, maybe that's the situation at USC. Urban Meyer, if he does become the US, USC head coach, he's a totally different character, as you know, Gordo and, and Jake. That guy doesn't have a lot of uh, fun loving in his heart, to be honest with you. It's all business, and so you probably see a lot of. Uh, quick changes being made and uh, we'll see where it goes but how awkward is that though bowler that he'll be present <laughs> i'll be there Fox. on friday yeah. yeah i mean how that that's the most awkward thing for for uh, for the team the coaching staff i mean i would think administration but is it pre-planned or is it i don't know what i just find it bizarre <laughs> Fine. It is weird. Well, uh, Austin had a, a guy from uh, who covers the team from Southern California on his show, and he said he fully expects the crowd at the Coliseum on Friday to be chanting Urban Meyer's yeah. name during the game. Wouldn't be surprised. How awkward is well, that? Well, fans, as we know, they turn fast, and right. that's just the way it is. Expectations are always high with those teams that are power that that have the history. BYU's included, even though the championship was eighty four. 
that expectation is still very high. And we've had that discussion on the show, on this show many times about the direction of BYU and who are they and what will and, and really what will become of them. And all of a sudden now it's all flipped from the last couple of weeks winning against well Tennessee's name. They're they're not what they were when Phil Fulmer was was obviously quarterbacking and T. Martin's championship year in the in the Peyton Manning days, uh, but still it's Tennessee, right? It carries it carries weight, and so does USC. So uh, fans, look, BYU wants to go. They, the fans want to win. I'm not sure what the other parts of the wheel are all about, but I guarantee you, USC and Texas, uh, the alum that writes checks. That's what drives the big ship there, guys, as you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in that Mac Brown's office. It's as decked down as anything. And, again, you ought to think it would because it's Texas. Right. You know, they do everything big down yeah. the Texas way. <laughs> so I heard. And, and so, but some of the guys came in to, to shake uh, some hands, and we shook hands, and they all were guys there to see Mac supporting him because they had invested in him, and they were trying to continue to, to make sure that uh, the other side that was trying to push him out uh, wouldn't come into play. But again, the checkbook does speak big words, as, as, we, as we all know. I'll tell you, uh, guys, uh, Clay Helton, if if Utah gets out to a two-touchdown lead in that game, oh, that, you talk about that crowd turning. I wonder how ugly it'll get. Well, I'll tell you what, I know Utah played a lesser opponent, but still, the balance of their offense was impressive. Yeah. I mean, you know, passing nearly 300, and Zach doing his 100-plus-yard you know, plus yard game, uh, defense... Do they even allow what seventy yards? I mean, I don't even. I, I lost track of just. You know, it just was one of those games as a warm up game. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it, but you know what it does? It elevates you in the. <laughs> in our ten. I mean, the super sixteen or ten, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And BYU snuck in at twenty five, right? On uh, the coaches' poll, I think they did on yeah. the coaches. Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't know what that atmosphere will be like, and if the players really do care about Clay Helton, maybe they will sort of rally around him. Well, the, the first quarter is the most important because, again, with some of the experience I had in Texas, uh, when Big 12 football starts to rumble and you can't get on the board before halftime and you're down 17-0, then, again, it's it's hanging your head and knowing the pressure now not only is on the coach, but the players feel that because the blame now switches to the lack of talent. They start to doubt themselves, and then they say, well, we're recruited. We're all five-star recruits, right, at Texas? They pretty much have their pick. Uh, in, in, in the Texas high school chain. Uh, Which is very, very loaded up. <laughs> very rich, indeed. Yes. And so that then is that you're not as good as you thought. They start to doubt, and then the coaches are blamed for get, picking a kid who wasn't as talented as uh, all the recruiting services so, thought they were. Where are you were. guys on this? If, if BYU was as successful as it was playing that kind of defense against USC, Utah obviously has a better defense than BYU does. And so if, if BYU could shake uh, the freshman the way BYU did, uh, I, I mean, if Utah could do it the way BYU did because they have a better defense, uh, what, or do you think that Slovis learned some lessons against BYU that he might be able to utilize against Utah? I, I think there's some of that you know, uh, game planning and adjusting and those sorts of things. But give BYU credit. They had a great game plan. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Utah can just duplicate that for the reasons that you're, that you're talking about. Why? Because about. they'd be more prepared for it? Right. But Utah, to your point also, has better players on their yeah. defense. So 
I I don't know. I would expect uh, Hans was talking about this today. Utah's going to go a little more man and and not drop eight as many as uh, as much as BYU did. But but Utah's still going to have to have a really good game plan because well, that's will. what helped BYU. And the other part of it too is you know uh, how soft you play on those receivers and how much room do you let them play? I mean, do you try to really? You know, crowd them at the line. You trying to, bat, but not to give them a, a running lane that gets them off, and you know, and then let, allowing a long ball to go. You know, Utah wasn't really tested last week. I think any any Ute fan would agree. But the problem in the first two games was first quarter woes, where the, you know the engine just wasn't really starting to. Uh, to tr- churn out some offense until the second half. Well, Northern Illinois had 202 yeah. passing yards in the first half. Right. Yeah. And I think, again, on the road like that, you're going to have to be prepared from start to finish. And, you know, again, why not, with the issues at USC, put them down early and then just finish the thing? Because, again, I think with the stresses in that program, uh, they could fold early if they get in trouble. SC's bigger problem might be that defense trying to stub Zach Moss. Because I. Based on what we saw against BYU, what Tyson Williams could do, what's Zach going to do? Yep. Should have a big Boy, day. that guy can run. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Tyson's turning some heads, too. He's a talented, talented back. All right, we'll get more with Bowler coming up right around the corner. But joining us now, our good friend Kent from Technoglass. Hello, Kent. Hey, guys. How you doing this afternoon? Couldn't be better. Uh, hey, we've got an amazing deal for all your Zone listeners Uh and, and I tell you what, these phones are just ringing off the hook. I got off the phone with April, Dan, Tyler, Courtney, Gerald, Laurel, and James all within the last hour. Here's the deal for your listeners. $99 windshields, $75 labor install, over 85% of the vehicles qualify. Uh, also comes with those famous Glass warranties. Everybody's talking about the free rock chip repair and our one-year no-hassle breakage guarantee. Now, guys, they don't have to get it done tonight. All they have to do is call before 7 o'clock to get that $99 windshield. Now, this is uh, good at all 25 Technoglass locations statewide, all the way from Logan to St. George to Willa out to Vernal. All you have to do is call and schedule at your convenience before 7 o'clock. Now, here's the number, 801-562-2200. 801-562-2200 for that $99 windshield. Back to you guys. Thank you very much, Kent. Call 801-562-2200. Get on that schedule tonight. Take advantage of that terrific deal. 801-562-2200. More straight ahead. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This one goes out to Jerry on a total request Tuesday. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us part of your day. Bowler in the house as well. That's a nice upbeat flavor to it, doesn't it? Just because you said that, I hate it. It's just awful. <laughs> well, that was the whole point of what we were doing today is upbeat. Well, I know, and you bagged on the song Austin and I like, so. So this no, is no. upbeat, but walking on I sunshine is a funeral I march? No, no, I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said, yeah, it was okay. It's, a, it's a sort of all right. I, I didn't say it was a downer, a bummer. 
We want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Air. They are looking for skilled HVAC technicians, plumbers, and electricians to join the Action Superhero team. Paid training, health, dental benefits, and a 401k match. Call today. Join the Action Plumbing Superhero team, 801-833-3333. I was talking to a friend of mine today, and I, uh, I want to run a basketball question uh, by both you guys uh, that, uh, that he ran by me. So the Western, we've, we've seen the Western Conference shift and some teams uh, adding players, going in different directions. Obviously, the Lakers with their big acquisitions, the Clippers, Houston, Golden State has changed. So let me ask you guys this. Who in the West are you buying and who are you not? Who, the the new configurations. What, who's going to have it work and who not so much? The Clippers. Going to work. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, because of coaching. I think, uh, again, LeBron fans will, you know, hit the brakes right now when I say this. I'm not sold on the Lakers uh, at all. Uh, I mean, maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I'm not sure the Anthony Davis, you know, I'm not sure a lot of guys can really play with LeBron. And if something goes awry early, then you've got, you know, some issues, what have you. So I'm still not sold on that combination. I'm not sold on Westbrook and, and uh, Harden. Great talent. But you know what we've learned, I think, too, through the years is that it's, it's blown up in Boston. It blew up with LeBron in Cleveland. Uh, it's, it blew up in Oklahoma City. Uh, and it blew up with Chris Paul with Harden. And is, is, let me ask you guys this. Is Chris Paul any different except for size but the same ego that drives some of these high, high-level athletes than Westbrook? And will Westbrook do anything different or better for Harden than what Chris Paul? The only thing the I can think of when you ask that question, Bowler, is in that Western Conference Finals when Chris Paul got hurt. Remember, uh, the Rockets were going to win that. They were going to beat the, the Warriors, in my opinion. Chris Paul gets hurt, and they end up losing. Uh, so under a, under the best-case scenario, I guess I could see it working. But but how are we supposed to read Russell Westbrook's mind? I can't, and that's my point, is that he is probably the most unpredictable emotional player in the league. In fact, he'll tell you he fuels himself off the negativity of the fan bases around the, the NBA. Multiple knee procedures, procedure, procedures. I'm not sure where he is with minutes and health and years. Always around 10, something usually kind of wobbles and, uh, and breaks. A lot of minutes on those legs. Yeah. A, lot of, a, lot of, uh, a lot of spills. You know what happened to Bird? He was on the floor 24-7 when he played. And Westbrook's very, you know, isn't any different. You never really see Harden go down hard. You know what I mean? He's kind of a soft faller. Uh, <laughs> That's the truth. He's <laughs> a marshmallow guy when he hits the floor. I mean, I've never seen the guy really get beat up on the floor. Maybe it's the angles he plays, and also maybe he was a gymnast as a kid. I don't know, but it seems like he just, you know, just kind of softly hits and then bounces up. Westbrook plays violent. Yeah, he's yeah. a violent type That's of a player. Great point, and so I'm not sure how that goes. So those three examples for the Jazz, excited, but also. Let's you have to be healthy, and and Conley's no different than the rest of, the, of like a Westbrook with years of play, and how the Jazz will use him, and how much he obviously will help Donovan Mitchell become an All Star, 
And obviously, Gobert played great, and so did and so did uh, Joe in the World Championships. I mean, and look at Ricky Rubio as the MVP. Isn't that just bizarre? How about that? Wow. I mean, the Suns, you know, giving fifty-one million, and everyone in the NBA thinks, well, you know, not really. But in the year, in the way the Euro play, Ricky just seemed to be very comfortable and, and dynamic. And uh, Gasol didn't hurt to have him alongside, too. So I have a question for both you guys. The other day I read an expert prognosticator who said the Jazz would win 52 games. He spoke very highly of them, but he said 52. And I wondered if that was a reflection of the Jazz or a reflection of uh, more teams being better in the West. Because the Jazz are are more than a couple games better than they were last year, right? I would think. Absolutely. So, And I think the schedule, Gordo, too, is in much, much, much better favor of the Jazz this year. The last couple of seasons, man, we lived, lived, lived on the road. 23 road games before Christmas. I mean, no one played more road games than the Utah Jazz. But yet, somehow, this team had a 51 season a year ago. And, you know, to say 52... I would guess higher. I, I I would probably go another couple of games. I think fifty four. But again, part of the equation has to be the way the West is 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 so. I mean, it is so deep with talent. You beat up on one another. So where do you get those wins? Do you split them? Do you get you know three a, one, a two to one or a two two split, or do you really beat up on the East? Uh, and that's where do the wins come there? And do you finally do you have to sneak a win? Uh, uh, you know, at home, obviously against a very talented Bucks team. Uh, what should be a, a, an okay Boston team? Uh, I don't know what Jimmy Butler brings to Miami, but we'll see what you know they can do. And then of course, uh, you know the Nets, but and then the reigning champs, Toronto, which has had a totally different look since mm-hmm. Kawhi's departure. Are so. you worried, Bowler, about the bench for the, of the Jazz? Um, I always worry about anyone's bench because I think that's where you saw the Warriors for the first time get exposed in some ways. All five guys can't play all the minutes. You've got to have players that can step up and really fill it and, and uh, keep a lead. I think coaches just say, look, we've got, we've got some comfort. We've got some cushion. But there's no cushion really in the NBA, as we know. But you, you still want the bench guys to come in and not let that lead just get bombarded and then the the, the the, the starters have to come in and extend so much energy to rebuild what was. So, uh, again, system, Ed Davis uh, intrigues me. Jeff Green intrigues me. Moutier obviously is is motivated to be here because he came here to get better. A high draft pick who in the system just didn't seem to quite fit. And then, of course, George Niang, Royce O'Neal. How about Exum? And Dante, no pun intended, I say, and I know everyone, yeah, yeah, right, it's the X Factor. But really, I'm serious, it is. Um, don't know who he is. Uh, like him, works hard, but is he one of those athletes that you always scratch your head, like a Brian Bosworth in the NFL, who was so highly touted at Oklahoma, came to the Seahawks, shoulders blow out, knees, ankles. I mean, some guys are built to, to play, others aren't. I'm hoping this is a couple of freak accidents or freak injuries and that Dante shows length on the corners, which he can defend, the quick step to the rack, and can he improve on the on the jump or the three uh, or even a mid-range game. Uh, that's we need, we need proof and we need games that will allow him to develop. Uh, I think he's got a lot of great tools. 
But at the same time, we haven't been able to see him enough to really give it a, a true judgment. I mean, I think the Jazz obviously drafted him at 18 because of what they thought would be. But sadly, it just hasn't been able to grow that way, even though he is a mature man now. He was a kid when he came in, but now he's got he's grown into his body. He looks he looks stronger, and hopefully he can uh, he can stay on the floor. But I think he is a really he plays a major role in what uh, Quinn can do in a sixth or seventh man role. And obviously, on some nights, Jake and Gordon, he 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 could maybe find himself in a starting position depending on on what the the matchups are. All right, we'll have more with Bowler coming up right around the corner. It's Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty. The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Kalani Sataki, have they extended his contract yet? Because I think he's done quite enough to show that he needs to be the guy there for some time going forward. I think they should have been able to see that this was going to be the best guy for the job long before they beat Tennessee and USC. And last year they were 6-6, six and six, but I think it's the way they got there and the improvement you could see and the development and the fact that they were able to get a pretty dang good quarterback to go there and flip his commitment. That should have showed you that you are not going to find a heck of a lot better than what you have right here. That decision should have been made before the season I agree. started. Yep, because it was a storyline and he's winning with it being a storyline and that's pretty cool. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Chow! Ooh, turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Recently, uh, someone out of Vegas sent me some information just as, as information. I'm, mm. I don't bet on sports. Never have. If BYU wins, I will take you and your wives to dinner. Any restaurant in Utah that you want to go to. Okay. I don't see a way they can win. Go Cougs. So you do gamble on sports. Welcome back. Okay, but only in a non-traditional way. Big Show, I want to remind you, uh, Umami Japanese Barbecue will be in studio for the Big Show on Thursday from 3 to 6, talking about the newest and most popular Japanese barbecue in Utah County. Food provided. Very much looking forward to that. I hope so. I may just have, I'll be in town that, I think I'll be in (laughs) the area that day. Swoop by, Bowler. Yeah. Come by and say hello. Yeah. You know, Bowler, the other day I was... uh, I was list- I was watching some highlights from the Jazz last season, and let's just say that a certain person's voice and call was very prominently uh, on display. I appreciate during that. those highlights. I appreciate uh, that. But uh, it was it was on a national website, and uh, it, it 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 made you. It, those highlights have a way of of getting you stoked about what might come next. Yeah. It does. It gives me uh, see the hairs are standing right now. <laughs> you know, every time I think about just a new season and this one especially last year, we knew all the storylines uh, because Dennis really wanted to see how far this this team and the concept of team would carry the Jazz. Uh, this year, uh, there's only a few pieces that remain, very important pieces, mind you. But yet again, bringing in a high-profiled uh, guard like Conley and then. You know, uh, Bojan and, and Jeff Green at Davis and the growth of Royce O'Neal and, and George Niang and 
Quinn Snyder's, um, you know, his ability to whip up defenses and offensive plays. I mean, he's one of the most respected young coaches in the league. Hard to believe, and I and I saw him or talked to him uh, via text, and just sixth year, my friend, six yeah. years. How, how, it's amazing, isn't it? How yeah. time has flown by, and Donovan's going into his third, and the expectations continue to grow. And I think the reason why the, the as we all know, the Conley deal was swung, uh, despite losing talent that a lot of Jazz fans liked, the personalities and the play of, uh, that the Jazz said, "Let's win now." and really make the push because the West is as wide open as maybe it will ever be uh, with what happened at Golden State and the movement in uh, OKC and the movement in Houston and the Jazz are right in the thick of it. And so I think every night since I've started broadcasting the Jazz, I think this may be one of the most – each night is the most unpredictable two two and a half hours of NBA basketball that this fan base has been involved in. In a long, long time, mind you. Meaning that, that each game, each possession, each final shot, each free throw will have more impact than it's ever had. And that's where the 52 wins come into play with your prognosticator. What would you call him? Was he an expert? Supposedly. I mean, I think they're just going to get more than that. But uh, anyway, that's what he said. I think, I think they almost have to if they're going to win the West, right? Which some prog- prognosticators believe they can or will. But again, the battle against Eclipse will be so important. And, you know, what Kawhi and the health of Paul George. and But health plays. The health factor for me will be maybe one of the deciding factors of positioning uh, one through eight. And maybe a team that we thought should be there won't, and a team that uh, shouldn't be there will. Uh, I think a team to keep an eye on is Sacramento. I think they the, got a lot better the, last year. They, they are just a young, um, physical, athletic club, and I just see them kind of just slowly rising. And they may be a team that surprises. I wasn't expecting Denver to be as solid and consistent as they were a year ago. Millsap resigns. His legs are no younger than they were uh, last season. Uh, much as I think Jazz Nation loves Paul Millsap, still, uh, you know, what's his role, and uh, you know, how many minutes can he actually play? There's a story every every city you go to mm-hmm. in the West, and I don't think you can let your guard down any night, anywhere, and not only the Jazz, but the rest of the. The West has to approach it the same way, which makes these games uh, home and away, televising. Is I can hardly wait to get back behind the mic and let's see what happens because it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Getting, getting back to the Jazz, though, one of the things that you brought up there, Bowler, I think is so intriguing is, yeah, you got a bunch of these new guys coming in, but even the familiar faces, like you're talking about the pillars, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, how will they – react to having this new help and how will it all come together and we might see different things out of them absolutely so it's all new conley will let donovan be a totally different player on particular nights or against different looks defensively right yeah, and one thing that won't be different More is we're going to see Rudy Gobert dunk the ball a zillion He led times. the league last year. I see him breaking his own record yeah. and, yep. and going and going and going. So, it, look, you're right. I think uh, Snyder's got so many uh, abilities to have different looks and different uh, combinations of players because what Dennis and Justin Zanuck and Quinn, what the league has developed into is no-name positions and the fact that you can play multiple. So what you get is small, big, medium. It's like going to McDonald's or any of your favorite 
favorite hangouts and at, and, and getting the the biggie meal and you know getting the small medium fry. I mean, <laughs> we're getting hungry now. Yeah. Hey, Boulder, I promise I will provide you a list of. Fresh new nicknames. Yeah, when's that coming out? Soon. We need to work on that. Maybe. Got to do that before the end of the month. Yeah, that's one of my favorite shows because uh, (laughs) you know I just stop the car on the side of the road and and just say, "Really?" Bowler sits there and goes, "Uh, "Not going to use that." Not saying that. Not saying that. Not saying that one. Nope. 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 That one's out. I think your best one ever was still bags with you. For no particular reason. Just bags. Yeah. Bags. Bags with he, he. I don't know. Stinky cheese cephalosha was pretty good. <laughs> I pretty thought nothing good. but netto was not bad. Oh, nothing but? Yeah. I used that one. I know you did, yeah. Nothing but netto. So one for 12 ain't bad. <laughs> not bad. Yeah. Not bad not at bad. all. Yeah. Bring, get another one. Uh, okay. start, start, start working on that. We've got some new new faces, so new Absolutely. nicknames yeah. coming down the pipe. All right. Joining us now, our good friend Kent from Technoglass. Hi, Kent. Hey, guys, uh, we've had this amazing deal going on uh, since 4 o'clock. It's between 4 and 7 today. The phones are blowing up. The parking lots are full. Tetanaglass has an amazing deal. People wait for this deal. $99 windshield, you heard it right. $75 labor install. Over 85% of the vehicles qualify. Also comes with those famous Tetanaglass warranties everybody's talking about, uh, the free rock chip repair, and that one-year no-hassle breakage guarantee. Now, to get that $99 windshield, you don't have to get it done tonight. All you have to do is call in before 7 o'clock. You can't call tomorrow. It's between 4 and 7 tonight. We've got about one hour left to get that $99 windshield with $75 labor install. Now, this is good at all Technoglass locations, all 25 locations from Logan to St. George and Tooele out to Vernal. Call right now. you got about an hour, 801-562-2200, 801-562-2200. Guys, I even came in on my birthday today to give this amazing deal to your listeners. Hey, happy birthday, Kent. We appreciate it, my man. Uh, give him a call. Get on that schedule, 801-562-2200, 801-562-2200. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. There were a lot of players who had really good moments in that game. You know, Wilson was a stud. Tyson Williams is coming into form. But to me, I was blown away by the overall dominating nature of Kairos Tonga in that game. Like, he was a man among boys. And you take a four- or five-star center, and he was getting walked in that backfield time and time again. I hope somebody in Legends Hall has a horse tenderloin on the grill for Mr. Tonga because he earned it. <laughs> what is this, Mr. Chef? This is the third day of the week. <laughs> well, this is shredded horse. Yesterday was horse roast. Yeah, but I wasn't really sure about the horse brisket. Well, tomorrow we're having horse rump, so get used to it. Kairos likes it. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Craig Bowler Jack in the house as he is each and every Tuesday. And uh, we've had some fun today, fellas. We have. It's been a lot of fun having Bowler. And Bowler, uh, why don't you give us a report on how the how the wedding oh, and reception went hey, I, I, for I pre- Nick? It was, it was, it, it was Anna, right? Anna, 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 yeah, Anna. Yeah, Anna. 
Yeah, she was here. She'd come in and beat you up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she would. They're honeymooning, uh, but thanks for asking. First one out of the out of the three sons I have, I am Fred McMurray. Uh, my three sons. That's a old take, <laughs> yes, Jake. From I got the old, it. Old black and white days. Of, yeah, Austin, uh, of do you know what he meant there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Fred McMurray. Uh, dun, 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 dun. I know, but uh, you know what? It was I. I, I was tearful. Uh, I, 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 you know, I'm just a sucker for just uh, emotion, man. As and, you should be. And it was it was tough, uh, fun, but tough uh, because I'm not a real big fan of change. But here I am, and you have to adjust in life. So that's my lesson of the day. Bolo brought what? to you by. Yeah, when, right. when I saw you, you looked like uh, I knew what you were feeling inside, you know, and I, I knew I know I've been there. I know what that feels like, but still, ultimately, a happy day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Emotions. Um, all sorts of things run through your head. I mean, it's amazing during the time of celebration, and then of course you try to go around and. Uh, Hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Yeah. How you doing? Oh, it's how hard. you doing? Yeah. So, Say hi to everybody. I, I thought it went well, and and they're out uh, doing uh, honeymoon things, and I, it's great. I mean, um, it's uh, he's a grown man. He is. He looked good. Yeah, he, he looked, looked good. And he happy. looked. You know what? He was scared to death, Jake. Honestly, I, the, I took him out. Uh, the the four amigos, uh, four of us, it's the three, and I'm just the tag along, pay the bill guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we all had dinner. The four of us on Monday night couldn't eat. I could just tell he was wound as tight as I've ever seen. Yeah. Wow. And so I uh, tried to force uh, you know, a, a libation down him. Just <laughs> one sip done. Yeah. Uh, just sitting there staring off into space. I said, dude, you know, the countdown's on, man. And so uh, I said, you're not going to be the one, runaway uh, groom. And he goes, oh, no, no, no. It's He'll just, do great. It was anticipatory. Man. You know, yeah, what's, yeah. What, what is ahead? Uh, responsibility. And once, yeah. And once he got there, and I think once he saw Anna, you know, coming down that aisle, peace came upon him. And the good times roll. It was, oh, he got a good one there. Yeah, she's cute. Yeah, awesome. Good, good person. Very good person. We love her. Awesome. Well, glad and, it went so thank, well. Thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah. I've got another uh, addition to the uh, family, and I've only been – got a brother. I've got all cousins that are male except one, so this is uh, something new to us to have a – well, my wife. Uh, yeah, well, but yeah, there have, is that. Oh, yeah. She played a role in this whole thing. <laughs> but to actually have a female bowler jack is like, what? Come on. But it's cool. It's cool. She'll, awesome. she'll, she'll keep us in line. I uh, want to say a big thanks to Bowler for joining us. Uh, thanks to Damon Heward for jumping on the show today as well. Thanks to Austin, executive producer of The Big Show. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you, Jake. And thanks to all our listeners. Couldn't do it without you. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.